Badger Cast, number 51. Welcome to BadgerCast, your slice of Wisconsin life. And I can't hear myself. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. I um, got crappy headphones. You do, and I'm a little ticked at you. No, I, you're... I, I don't hear what I'm supposed to hear. Well, the intro to the BadgerCast is not on this computer. Uh-huh. I, I miss Matt. Uh, well, you can find him at the Red Boy Podcast at redboypodcast.com. And you know that. Ah, uh, well... Uh, go ahead. I'm Julie. I'm Dale. And this is BadgerCast. Um, your slice of Wisconsin life, if I haven't said that already. And we're back. We're back after a long summer hiatus. Um, action-packed. Action-packed summer hiatus. And um, the reason we got the Beach Boys going is... Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yes. So You're going out of order. I know, but I had to just put the teaser in Rain there. it in. You got to rain it in. Okay, Miss, I got the notes. Yes. What's on our, what's first? We got to go back to June. To June? To June. Hey, nice. The beginning of June, we start off this summer with the UPAF ride. We all did the 25-mile ride over the Hone Bridge that they opened up specifically for the bike ride. Yeah, after much consternation by the Department of Transportation. Yeah, well, I wish they would do it again and keep it open. It was a really cool way to look at the city from the um, lakefront. Oh, it's very pretty. Um, having ridden that day in and day out for years, I, I really appreciate the view from the Holland Bridge. But it's not built for bikes. No, it's not because they had a lot of uh, plywood laid over the joints and things like that so that bike tires and stuff wouldn't get stuck. But well, it's a scissor. They they have scissor expansion joints in there. Whatever. All right. But we all did the 25-mile ride this year, mm-hmm. and we all finished. Um, and the most improved rider of the year is? Olivia. Yes. She finished not last this year. <laughs> she finished in just oh. under three hours. Um, the boys and I were like... Two hours, 20 minutes, and you and Olivia were like 245, something like that. Yeah, something like that. It helped that she had a bike that fit her. Yes, Miss Longlegs. The new bike helped. Mm -hmm. And also that she's been practicing. Yes. We kind of forgot about the 400-mile bike challenge that I gave them this year. We forgot, or it just got too flippin' hot? Got too flippin' hot. So I'd have to dig up the the results but as of the hiatus which was just before um the fourth of july olivia was in the lead with like 140 some miles right um but they do have till the end of october to finish the 400 challenge so we we still got time here and august has been better heat wise than uh july Mm -hmm. well and then you got all of october and all of september with it cooling off and being perfect bike weather yes at least i think september like early fall, late spring are the best bike times. Yeah, not always the longest in light, but good for. Well, 
I'll get out first thing in the morning. You, yeah. you do fine. Yep. So that was the beginning of Ju- beginning of June, um, and at the same time, or just before, actually just before, we had a milestone. We did. We did. Was that? We celebrated our twenty first anniversary. You, Why is that a milestone? We can legally drink in all states? No, I think we could do that already. Plus 20 years is a milestone. I take it year by year after 20. Oh, okay. <laughs> I better shut up or we're not going to make 22. Is that what you're saying? Not quite. All right. Anyway, so we, we went out to dinner and we had some alone time, which was kind of You know, nice. I have no, it's been so long, I have no idea where we went. We went out to dinner at, um, mm, let me think. Uh, see, you I don't, don't remember, remember either. either. <laughs> no. But we had time alone to talk and stuff, which was great. And then we wound our way a couple weeks later in June to Kettle Moraine Days. Yeah, the first. Post-tornado. Post well, second post-tornado. Right. Um, not as busy as, the, as last year, but, you know, that was everybody pitching in to help and people coming to make sure we were the community was a-okay but still decent time for the kids they did the saturday wristband thing again some of them did yeah it's getting kind of old i think at this age they're they're too old for the well the carny rides there's there's not it's not a full midway it has like about five kid little kid rides um and then a couple of Teen rides, but not too many. No, they want the money off of the, the Midway games. Yeah. Um, so we we discourage the Midway games as much as possible. Mm-hmm. We discourage purchasing food from the... Uh, from their vendors. From the carnival vendors as much as possible and, and encourage purchasing from the local vendors where the proceeds go to either like, uh, you know, the church or... Well, the, the main uh, thrust of Kettle Marine Days is for um, the EMS services, but then you have... Um, and the Lions Club. The Lions Club, the, PT, the school PTO, and then you have a couple of the churches out there too. Hey, you know, uh, speaking of Lions Club, just a brief aside, we were taking a bike ride in June. Yes, we did. Uh, along the glacial drumlin trail yes we did and um what i saw was awesome there was a a group from the lions club on all on tandem bikes taking the blind for a bike ride yeah it was kind of cool because even though the other person the passenger couldn't see you i got a hello from every one of them passing by even though they didn't i didn't they acknowledged me first is what i'm trying to say okay well they probably understand here you better than we hear could be but it was very cool it was very cool and from what i gathered they get out at least once a month to do that during the good weather oh cool so that was june and then we get to july july was our busy long exhausting month yes you can start off well, um, it started off easy. We didn't do anything too exciting. On well, you worked the Fourth of July. Yes, I did. So I just took the kids to uh, pew. Um, since we have the carnival and, and the and the big fireworks in Eagle the the weekend before the Fourth of July, we have to kind of find a a place to go watch fireworks on the Fourth. So this year I took them to Pewaukee Lake, 
and and watch their celebration of the fireworks. And we we um, kind of ended up about a block away from your chiropractor's office. Oh yeah, right by right on the lake there. Yeah, and they had at the early part they had the um, skiers, the water skiers on the lake and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's and then cool um, to watch. And then they had the fireworks and. The only thing was that we were kind of behind the Sitco, or the BP. I can't remember which one it was. And um, we couldn't see them over the lake. We had to look you know, above. The, there was, um, there's a sign in the way. Yeah, there's a sign in the way. I think there's a building in the way, too. But So anyway, we saw those and got bit up by mosquitoes. It's normal in Wisconsin yeah. in the summer. So they were okay with it. It wasn't the best Fourth of July they've ever had, but. No, kind of rain days they seem to like better. Yeah. So that was the fourth, and then the next week. Oh, you know what? I forgot something. We've th- this is our second time going through this show, and you said and you wrote these things down. I, I, I know. And yet, yet I forgot something. What did you forget? I forgot how Josh started off his summer. I, it, it, it was a day... Just after Kettle Moraine Days and just before the 4th of July. Or you guys were all having your normal fun. I said goodbye. I'll have fun at work. I had made myself dinner and everything. Get to work. I decided, oh, I forgot my salad. And I called home. I'm like, you really wouldn't want to come to work and bring me my food. Okay, now, now realize that going to get you your salad is a 30-mile round trip. Correct? Yeah. In, in that range. Yeah. But so, I don't ask often. Well, anyway, the answer was no. <laughs> no. Without you getting off t- topic here. But then later, I'm like maybe 45 minutes later, I get, a f- I get a phone call from the triage person saying that my husband's on his way in to see me. And by the way, he's bringing you your, your dinner. I said, he is. Did he say why he was coming? Something about a broken arm. I'm like, oh, no, here we go again. Okay. What happened was that I had gotten home from work, and uh, Josh, our number one son, goes uh, and says, can I go take the scooter out and run around the park? It's like, okay, fine, I'm making dinner. And all of a sudden he comes back through the yard crying, holding his arm kind of funky. And it's like, what did you do? I broke my arm. How'd you do it? Fell off the scooter. And you gotta say, when he cries, it's not a prolonged no, protract. It's more of a whimper. So, uh, yeah, it was broken. I could tell just by looking at it. So I grab a pillow, put him in the car. We go to the, the emergency, emergency room. room. Yes. I, actually, I grabbed the pillow and the salad. <laughs> <laughs> you did. So. Um, Got to the emergency room and... We looked at it and said, yeah, it's broken. Yeah, it's broken. It, you know, it's not a surprise anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I had to say that it wasn't broken as bad as the last one, which was almost three years ago. Yeah. Some, those of you who have been listening will remember that one. And uh, I have no idea if we have brittle bone syndrome or not, but... No, he's a skinny boy. He, well, who, I, and he follows after his dad, who broke his arm three times in his life already, so... Yeah, so, you know, but I have to say, he was a very well put-together stoic little boy, because he wasn't like some adults that I know who come in 
screaming at the top of their lungs. He sat there very stoically. It hurts. We're like, we know. We'll make it better. We, he was actually pretty good in the car, too. We, he, was, he was like, he put his arm out. Not a big deal. IV went in, one, two, three. Fentanyl's a wonderful drug because he was kind of half asleep, dazed after that. It took them a while to decide what to do about it. But in the end, they ended up taking him to surgery to do a closed reduction. And then he ended up with a long-arm cast. And, and an overnight stay. Well, that's because by the time they got him out of surgery, it was so late. Right. Which I think was good because it gave us time to truly make sure his pain was under control before we left. And make sure, you know, the fingers and stuff didn't get too, too swollen that they had to split the cast again. So that was July or June 19th, I believe. And he finally, for the first time, got that cast changed last week. He was in that cast for nine weeks. Nine weeks? Nine weeks, full arm cast. And the reason he was in it for so long without changing it was because of the way he broke it. He, he broke both bones. The main bone was broken into like three pieces with this big triangle piece that they weren't sure if the bone was going to stay aligned if they tried to change the cast he thought even taking the cast off the vibration of that and then the gentle manipulation even to put another cast on would take it out of alignment and it's the bone it's the radius it's the one that you want to heal quite well okay so he is now in a short arm cast um, and a waterproof cast at that for the, at least the next three weeks hopefully to get it off just before school starts so his Plans. And then we bubble wrap him. Well, we've already we've already <laughs> said that we do that, and it, it's not helping. No. So, that that was the uh, drama for Josh, and then Fourth of July, and then the rest of July was just one filled weekend after another. So, we went to the baseball games. They had um, Brewer Weekend. We got to do back to back tailgating. Um, games, and watched our American League North or Central leading Brewers win, win one and lose one. Well, lose one and win one. They won. No, they lost. Wait a minute. They lost the first, first. game, which was um, an evening game that we went to with work people. Um, and we sat in the last. Row. I didn't have to work pos, as possible that you can at the the game up in the nosebleed section. Yes, but not in the euchre seats. Uh, you can make a case for the euchre seats. Well, the euchre seats are actually behind home plate. Oh well, no, yeah, we didn't sit there, and they had a decent time with that. And then we, I'm, gosh, that was a long game because we left. We didn't get home till close to 11 p.m., mm-hmm. and then we're up and around and out the door by nine the next morning. Because the next game was at 1.30, and it was tailgating before that one. And that game was awesome. Yep. Um, council came through the, to win that one. And we sat in Section 126, what, Row 12 or something like that. We had our awesome view of third base to home. I liked those seats. Um, hot, because there's yeah, it was absolutely quite, no we protection. No shade sun. at all. Um, and it was warm. They had a great time because it was Brewers all weekend. And it was the bobblehead. Oh, yeah. Sunday was the bobblehead game. The hot dog bobblehead, mm-hmm. which is not a, really a bobblehead. It's a bobble body. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So they had fun with that. Um, and the second day was with my, my family, or pretty much my family. My brother took the family and his... Um, some co-workers. I wouldn't call them co-workers. Co-workers his, his employees and... Employees and friends. Yes. Out to the game, which was great. That was an awesome thing to do. He's done that several times over the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, so they had a great time with that. Then the following weekend was the wedding weekend. It was You know what we weekend. missed? What? We missed. Did you look on your... It makes sense. We can only talk about it now if we... We missed the car. We'll get back to that in a minute. We're going all out. Wait, I tried to go back in order. Well, you tried, but you failed. Okay. So we, <laughs> we had the road trip in the new car. Yes. Okay. So you can talk about the new car now. Oh, okay. Well, we had um, our last episode we talked about how Dale is going to more affordably get to Madison every day. Yeah. The, the choices weren't good. Um, uh, what were the choices? Um, a long bike ride. <laughs> yeah, that ain't yeah, going to happen. <laughs> a motorcycle. Ah, maybe. Nah. Um, renting a efficiency apartment and staying the week and coming home on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah, that's nah, not She didn't either. like that one. Or a new, newer vehicle that got better gas mileage. So we opted for the new used car. Yes. So since we talked the last time, um, I've been car shopping. Now, I looked at the Ford Fusion, the Ford Focus, the Malibu, the um, Chevy Cruze, and the Mazda 3. And I took um, Josh with me for a couple of test drives as my backseat driver. Mm. <laughs> and What else can a kid with a broken arm do? Yeah, so he gave me the tour of the backseat. And the review of the backseat, because I needed to have a car that I could at least take the kids um, in on occasions. And um, so you need to have something big enough to hold five people. Yes. Now, I found that um, the Ford Focus and the Chevy Cruze were too small. And I wasn't really thrilled with the Ford, because I started with the Ford and I didn't really like it. Okay. So we kind of nixed the Fords, even though the Ford Fusion wasn't too bad. So I drove the Mazda. The Mazda was okay, but then again, again, it was kind of small. So, and it was kind of not so smooth to ride it. So I um, ended up with the Chevy Malibu. Nice choice. And I took the... The, the day we got it, I took the day off for Josh's um, promotion ceremony. Oh, from that's right. We had eighth grade graduation and all of this, too. So now we have a high schooler. Help. <laughs> so anyway, after the, the ceremonies in the morning, uh, Josh and I went car shopping. So I thought, well, my, I, my intent was to go check out the Chevy dealer in McGuanago. And then go check out a Toyota dealer, because I hadn't tested I haven't tested any Toyota cars, but um, never got to the, the Toyota dealer. Ended up uh, buying a 2008 black Chevy Malibu with a leased vehicle with 25,000 miles on it. Been a pretty good choice. Yeah. Except for having to finance it. We haven't had a car payment in like 
three to five years. Almost six years. And uh, so we're not quite used to the new way that do, they do it's car not, payments. It's not that it's I'm not used to that way. I don't mind um, automatic payments online. I like that. I prefer that. It's the way they decided to tell you, or should I say, not tell you how it's going to be. You had an idea of when the first payment was due, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't gotten any paperwork at all to tell me anything about how to set this up or what. Nothing. So I had to call the dealership, and they're like, well, it's not financed with us anymore. It gets flipped over to this um, whatever the GMAC financing group is now. I'm like, fine, how do I get a hold of them? Because we've got no paperwork. And they're like, really? I said, nothing. I don't know where the first payment goes. I don't know how to, nothing. Nobody sent us anything. So I get a hold of them. I'm like, oh, yeah, you just go to our website. And I'm like, how would I know that if you didn't tell me that? You didn't tell my husband when he bought the car that he needed to go to your website? There has not been a single slip of paper except for, I take that back, one slip of paper, which was the um, legal notice letting me know that you financed right. a vehicle in your name only because of the community property laws in Wisconsin. So I go online, I find what I need. I go to do it. It won't let me through. Our website is down at this time. So I had some time. I waited over the weekend and stuff to do it, log back on, uh, get through. Okay, fine. I get to the part of setting up the account. Okay, that works. I get through all that. I get to the part that says, okay, I want to make a payment. I go through all of that. I get in the bank no routing number. I get in the account number. I hit accept. Fail. And it goes, we are unable to process this thing at this time. I'm like, okay. I go back several hours later. I try it again. Again, it lets me get through the whole entire process. Before saying, we Fail. are unable to process this request at this time. So I try calling. Fail. <laughs> Fail on multiple things. <laughs> we can't talk to you. You're not the person named. I said, you don't understand. I'm in Wisconsin. It's You should have tried a deeper state. voice. <laughs> Wouldn't let me go anywhere. I finally asked to talk to, this, to the supervising manager. I said, what is the process? If you won't talk to me, what is the process to make this payment since your website won't allow me to do it? In this whole conversation, there is not once, and I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am, that, that we are unable to process. I am sorry that the computer is down. Nothing. But we can take your phone payment, his phone payment, which will cost you 15 bucks, in addition to it being a late payment, not because I'm off target here, but because you made the mistake. They're still going to charge me a, fine, uh, a late fee. We get all through that. You go ahead and make the payment. I think everything's said and done. Fail. I go to pick up some prescriptions. They get the, I'm sorry, but your card has been denied. I said, Fail. no, I know that there's money in the account. I'm feeling about a quarter of an inch tall. Get on the phone with the bank, only to find out that they debited my account twice for your car payment, which leaves me with nothing. No so I get on the phone with them, and I'm like, how are you going to fix this? Well, ma'am, it's going to take 10 to 14 days just to process the request, and then we will mail you a check. I'm like, no, Fail. that's unacceptable. We want it been fixed today. It's not, no, no, no. So I decided I'm going to call the bank. The bank is awesome. The bank calls, you know, there's this little form called um, unauthorized debit from your account, whatever. And it was because they, 
they took it twice for the same transaction. Right. So. And I'm like, so what does this mean in getting my money back? Because we kind of need that. It's a non, it's a non um, paycheck week. She goes, you'll have the money within 12 to 18 hours. I said, really? I said, well, we got a problem because I'm headed to work and it's, you close at five. There's no way I can go back and do this. She goes, do you have access to a fax machine? I'm like, yeah. We'll just fax you the request at work. You sign, fill it out, sign it, fax it right back. It'll be done. By 5.30 that afternoon, it was taken care of. By 6 a.m., the money was in my account. Kudos to the bank. Yes. And now the car place has to deal with the bank and not me, which I think is much more of an issue. Oh, yeah. Well, I... well it's, much, it's much more legal because they have a legal document now telling them that they effed up and they got to deal with the bank and whatever it is right. to get the the money straightened out. But from the bank's standpoint, money's available in my account in less than 18 hours. Yeah. I think what happened is the bank floats you that money and then they go after the... I don't care what they do. What they do. You they, just have money in your account. They our problem. Yes. I don't think many people who... Because most people these days are not going to um, go into their savings just for a, a little missed payment. But a car payment's a significant amount of money most people can't deal with that being gone from their account for 14 days just for them to cut a check. Okay, then you got the time it takes to get to you and then to, to cash it and clear it, which is another, what, week? So they're going to say three weeks for you to get your money back? And then you just have to turn around and pay it anyway. Next payment's due in four. So. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. So buying a new car isn't as easy as it seems these days. No. So anyway, that's our... Our, your gripe for the My summer? My gripe for the summer? Yeah. Well, one of them, I'm, I'm sure. Okay. The reason we started talking about the car was because we made a road trip. And we made a road trip to Toledo. And why don't we talk about that after we take the break? Okay. And this is from, we'll play a song from the Beach Boys. And it's uh, Kokomo on the BadgerCast. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take you Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go Jamaica, off the Florida Keys There's a place called Kokomo That's where you wanna go Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Sounds of Summer CD. That was uh, the Beach Boys in Kokomo. I, I have a question. Yeah. What really is a contact tropical high? A tropical contact high? Are we talking rum? Are we? Ta- what are we talking? Whatever trips your tropical trigger. Hmm. Okay. Just wondering. All right, we're back. <laughs> so we didn't go to the tropics or the, the Caribbean or. Get a tropical contact high. It felt like the tropics. It was hot. It was really hot. And sticky. Mm-hmm. So we went to... Toledo. Ohio. For a wedding. And we went in the new car. Yes. It, so, was, it was passable. Since you drove most of the way. It drives very, very nice. And for a small car, it has some pickup. Well, I got the bigger of the uh, V4 engines. That's a V4? Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Well, you wouldn't get 28 miles to the gallon in a, in a six-cylinder. No, no, no. I'm thinking it was smaller than that because it feels like it has a lot of pickup. Yeah. It feels like I got enough oomph when I drive yeah. the Suburban, and I am in a V6. You're a V8 V8, in a Suburban. yeah. Suburban. All right. So we drove to uh, Toledo six hours for a wedding. We did. Yes. And we, we witnessed... The lovely marriage wedding of Barely and Barbie Love. From Barely and Loves, or Barbie Loves Barely podcast. Correct. And the Barely podcasting podcast. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. It's very nice. It was outdoors. Outdoors, small and intimate. And um, they had a friend officiate. Out at the park with the yes. lagoon in the back. Yep. And before you got there, there was. I was going to get my picture, my camera out, and I almost got him, but they ran away. Two fawns. Yeah, they have a habit of doing that even around here when I want to yes. take pictures of, a, of them. They, the, you, you think you just got it, and, and boom, they're gone. They're gone. So mm-hmm. it's like. So I was, uh, the reason we were there was I barely asked if I would be his best man. He did. Yes. Which consisted of mainly uh, keeping him calm. Yeah. Well, most people should be nervous when they get married. Yes. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to uh, Barbie Love, Love and, and Barely. Barely. And we had an excellent uh, meal at a 
Italian place mm -hmm. in Toledo. We tried to take in a mud hens game. I was told, don't worry about calling ahead for tickets. They always have room. <laughs> not for us. Standing room only. And I'm like, obstructed view. I'm like, nah, not worth it. Yeah, we had been standing a lot of the day anyway and were kind of tired, actually. It was. It was a long day. Well, you know, the drive down there and the rush to get everything done. Mm -hmm. So we took in a movie instead. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Part two. And stadium seating is very nice. I don't think we have that around here. Or if we do, I haven't been to a... Uh, there may one. be some places in Milwaukee, but not out here. But that was really nice. A lot of leg room, more than one cup holder, seat can recline. Never really felt that you were being um, encroached upon by the person behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the movie wasn't bad. Well, yeah, but you knew the end already. I read the books. Ah. Books are always better. Yeah, but you know what I heard? What? That there was no kiss between Ron and Hermione in the book. But there was in the movie. Hmm. I'd have to go back and look. But anyway, it was a good movie. Good end of the seven-part series and eight movies. So, yes. yes. Okay. I had to think about that. So, I guess, will there ever be more Harry Potter adventures? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's fan fix, fiction already, and you know, Harry Potter's already met you know Mr. Spock and uh, and and Captain Kirk in somebody's universe, but oh, I think it just should end here. Seven is enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to get too done, overdone, like some things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, how many Star Trek movies? Have I was there thinking been? Star Trek myself. <laughs> I'm thinking of lots of movies that should never have had a number two or even a number yeah, three. Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So then the following weekend. The following weekend. Was the Scenic Shore 150. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that was also another hot one. Yeah, that kind of did me in on day one. Um, to refresh your memories, the Scenic Shore 150 is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society bike ride that I have now done for two years. And I did for and one. you did for the first year, and you did better than I. Uh -huh. um, this oh, year. by the way, I want to thank my benefactor, Charlie White, for uh, donating $20 to my Scenic Shore Fund. Mm. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. And thank you to the others who contributed to mine. Um, now you made me lose my train of thought. Oh. Okay, for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, this year um, was dedicated to a patient of mine um, who I had actually taken care of and we diagnosed last August. And four years old, and awesome to see him through the whole weekend. He and his family were there for the whole thing. He is doing great. He is, his hair is growing back. He is still smiling, and he is acting like a normal four-year-old. Cool. Yes. Um, but like I said, day one did me in. Um, again, I could not sleep, so I got less than three hours of sleep. It's very difficult to go to bed at 8, 9 in the, at night when you're normally in bed at 3 or 4 in the morning. I had no problem because that's when I really start to crash. Yeah, I know. And then when I finally kind of got to sleep, big-ass thunderstorms rolled in, yep. and I didn't sleep well. And that wasn't so bad because that happened last year. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep before we left either. 
But what did me in was the heat and humidity um, piled on the lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. I made it to um, with less than 15 miles to complete day one, so 50-some miles, 54 miles, 55 miles, something like that, mm-hmm. before I got off my bike, and I felt a little woozy. I didn't feel good. <laughs> um, decided that after sitting for a while and my heart rate not coming down, that yeah, I might be a little dehydrated, yeah. maybe a little heat exhaustion. So I sat down, rested in the um, EMS van where it was air-conditioned and put some ice packs around me and started chugging the fluids. Um, felt okay after about an hour and a half. Decided oh, I'm going to try see if I can do get to the next rest stop. I made it to the next rest stop, and there I said, no more. Um, the way this ride is set up is they have an awesome support system. I was able to take one of the sag wagons to Manitowoc. They took me and my bike. So, like I said, less than 15 miles, um, but not a big deal. And was able to crash there and rehydrate and do what I needed to do. Basically, it was rehydrate, eat something, and then go to sleep for the next 10 hours, 12 hours. But day two, I did perfectly fine. Well, it was quite a bit less humid day two. But I was hydrated. Yeah. And what was the rule I made that day? At every rest stop, I had to use the bathroom. Yep. Pee every time. Uh-huh. Yeah. That helped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, day two wasn't bad. It was the longer of the two days. Um, but then we went from Manitowoc up to Sturgeon Bay at the end. Right. And... Um, this year they did the uh, little tracker thing. I don't know if it was really a GPS, but you had to check in at the beginning of the day and check in at the end of the day. So they kind of knew about how many people were still out there. I don't know if they assigned, they had to have signed a name, I think, to the the track, tracking piece. You were tracked by name. I mean, they knew who you were. Right. But so they, they didn't know where you were necessarily. Yeah, but with the amount of cars and SAG support that they had, People were going um, back and forth along that route. I don't think you could go more than five minutes without seeing somebody. Right. So, um, no, they had a good idea of where everybody was on the on the uh, field. Mm-hmm. And more than enough water and food and snacks. It was it was great. Yeah, it was very well organized. They had um, one of the main sponsors, Wheeled and Sprocket, had a. Um, a van at every rest stop to um, to help people with bike issues. Yes, and there were so, some people that I felt bad for that. I mean, granted, they they had the big van, but there were some things that broke that they just couldn't fix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when you lose your gears or when you lose a cable or something, you're kind of dead. Yeah, I know that there was a couple people that were completely out after day one and ticked but you know yeah. reasonably ticked so I'm sorry i'm making so much noise my water bottle is having I, issues so anyway um i have to compliment uh the organizers of the scenic shore it was uh two days we started off in um Mequon, just north of milwaukee day yeah. one and you bike from there up to uh, manitowoc for the first day and they feed you lunch well, and actually, it's breakfast, breakfast lunch, lunch, and dinner. For two days. Uh, for two days. Um, let's see. There are, what, six stops total? Four, five? No, there were four. more, like 
No, for Eight day one. stops every day. Eh. There was a rest stop about every 10 to 12 miles. Um, lunch is the biggest rest stop for the day. When you get to uh, Manitowoc, you, you, we have like a little mini camping community at the technical school there where you can either choose to camp outside. You can um, borrow a floor in the school on, with your sleeping bag or something, or you can take a provided school bus to a few of the local hotels and spend the night. Which we did. Which... Yeah, that's a better choice because it rained last year and this year, so I, I don't want to deal with the wet tent and all that stuff. Um, but they big, huge um, catered dinner outside and, you know, their little award ceremony for the year and stuff like that, which we missed because I needed to go sleep. Um, and different games, like charity, like ring toss games or whatever it was. I think it was a toss for around a bottle of wine or something like that. Um, the best part of the rest of the main rest stop at dinner and at the end is the mas- massages. Yes. Which you took advantage of and I didn't. I took advantage of it day one, truly, to feel better. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it, I think that helped in addition to pouring God knows how much fluid into me. Um, and then day, well, let me backtrack a second. So day one when you get there all your stuff is there when you check in you can check in any amount of bags that you need if you're camping out or your overnight case or whatever and you know they have it arranged so that you get a um wristband in them in your packet with your last the initial of your last name so that you put the matching one on your on your stuff there's more available if you need it if you need more than two they take care of bringing that stuff up there they make sure that it gets to sturgeon bay the next day it's very, very well organized that way, and everything goes up there. When you get to Sturgeon Bay on day two, then you have the option. Um, last year, they only did one bus um, from Sturgeon Bay back to Mequon. This year, they had three buses. They had a Madison bus, an Appleton bus, and the Mequon bus. So once you got to the end, you get a little um, sticker, or I shouldn't say sticker, but um, wristband again for which bus your bike goes on because they take your bike immediately wrap it up in um, a a moving van blanket and put it on a moving van to whether which destination you're going then you can grab some food you can take a shower whatever you want um, at the end and then after that there is a coach bus waiting for you to take you back home in comfort yes (laughs) and after being on a saddle for 150 miles it's very nice. It's very nice to be on a nice coach bus seat. Right. And this year, like I said, they added the, the buses for uh, Madison and um, Appleton so that the people that live closer didn't have to go all the way back and then drive back up. Uh, you Also, if you live in the area, you don't have to take the bus back. You can have somebody meet you anywhere along the line and take you back home without taking the bus back. Okay. Anything else about the Scenic Shore 150? Mm, no. It was fun. Yeah, you gonna do, do it, it next year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think their challenge next year is to raise one million dollars. We'll see. A thousand riders, a thousand dollars a piece. You think you guys are gonna put in that much money to win the Afghan I'm knitting? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> we'll see because it'll be raffled off. I'm I'm knitting a um, an Afghan, big, probably a little bit bigger than twin size 
when I get done with it, my goal is to be done with it by the before Christmas. I will post pictures. I just need to figure out the legalities of how I can do this to raise money. Uh, probably it won't be so bad if if the if it doesn't cost to raffle it off. If it's just the donation. That is my understanding so far, and I'm waiting to hear back from the Leukemia and Lymphoma people. Is I should be covered under their fundraising mm-hmm. auspices, so that. Whichever way I decide to set this up, you know, every five bucks in donations gets you a chance at winning this or whatever, um, and then go from there. So details will details be to come. Picture will be coming when I'm done. Okay, sounds yes. good. And then that brings us to the following weekend. So we're now four weekends in a row that we've been doing something big. Yeah, was our 25th reunion from college. Yay! Go Marquette. Do you remember the song? Da 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 da. And you ra ra. Yeah. Da, da, da. <laughs> I don't. You are a bad, bad alumni. I'm a bad alumni. It's ring out a hoya for an MU ra ra. Ra ra. MU ra ra. <laughs> MU ra ra. Okay. So we had our group, which is what? Eight, nine people that graduated in 86? Mm hmm. And them, their spouses, and our children respectively all our children, which totaled 34 people that weekend, met for a fish fry on Friday night. Uh, we went to a place called O'Brien's, which is right on the borderline between Milwaukee and Wauwatosa. Yeah. Uh, they did a very good job. I mean, 34 people in and out in less than two hours, um, and the food was good. Very, very good fish fry. And it was quite funny how Jim got together for the toast of the evening. He goes, 25 years ago, it would have been this table, where all the adults were. And then he goes, but now we have this table. <laughs> which is full, which was fuller which, than the one that... There were 19 kids is. to 15 adults that, that evening. Yes, the kids outnumber the adults. But in all the time we've been together with the kids and stuff, we have never had a major issue with any of the children. Um, we've been getting together for 25 years. For Labor Days, yeah. Labor Days and such, not a major issue at all. The kids all look forward to seeing each other. They get along great. Um, We have kids from 17, 18 years old to like 10, maybe 8. I can't remember how old Stephen is. Mm. Um, But they get along great. And then the next day, we went and did the campus tour and saw how much everything changed. Yep, we... um took a tour of the law school, the brand new Spankin Law School that just got finished in um, last fall. So it's only been in use for a year. Not even. Not even. And um, all of the open spaces or some of the open spaces that we remember are gone. Yeah, they're kind of filled with buildings. Yes. The, mm-hmm. the new student, they have a new student center. Oh. I'd seen the union, new student center union before. No, no, no. That's the union. The, the new student center was the one across the street from Jezu on the left, where they tore down the 1212 building. Ah. Now, that's where they have all the student services, like registrar and um, student life. Okay. And there wasn't a sign outside that building when I walked by. I didn't know what it, it was. It was called the Zilber. I think it's the Zilber building. But it didn't say what it was for. I think the the three buildings that stood out most in my mind as the neatest additions, mm. law library, sorry, 
Law Library number one, the new engineering building, which is all glass and really new age. I shouldn't say new age, but you can see in and right. see them doing things. And then uh, the Al McGuire Center. Yep. And the Al McGuire Center is the athletic the, um, athletic offices and the practice facility and for the the men's basketball um golden eagles and also the home for all the women's basketball and other non-scholarship sports and it's bigger than some buildings at for at other colleges for sports the only one i have in current memory is it's much more decent and bigger than whitewater Yes. And Whitewater's not a, a small, small no, school. No, that's not a small school either. So, but uh, it was an awesome building. I've got a picture here. I, I don't, I, I won't put that up. I'll may, maybe I'll put it up on Facebook, but of the Al McGuire Center. And, but. Uh, yeah, the only pictures that I have so far, at least accessible, were the two I posted to Facebook this week of the group. The first one is all the adults and kids. There's 34 people in that picture. And I think. I, I think I can see every single face. We, the, it was actually funny because we were getting together to take the picture, and two people happened to walk by. I'm like, I know those people. They were two people I went to nursing school with, and they were nice enough to um, stop and take the picture for us after we chatted. And then the other picture is the graduates of that year, which would be the girls, you and Jim mm-hmm. and I. So it was a really cool weekend, mm-hmm. and I can't believe 25 years has gone by. Yep. Because it doesn't feel it. Or at least I don't feel it. Me neither. Anyway. Then that brings us to getting ready for this August here. We actually had two weekends. It was really nothing planned. Yeah. And we'll talk about those on the next show. we still got a few things to talk about. We do? Sure. Such as? Well, the Cheesehead Spotlight. And what would that be this week? The Cheesehead Spotlight this week is the Travel Wisconsin app. I'll let you go to it. Okay. For the iPhone and Android, and you can find it at TravelWisconsin.com. And what um, this is, is um, it's basically a lot of their information on on a website, on their website, on an an app. And it has attractions. um, Oh, and it had, because it's an iPhone app and an Android app, it, it, Knows where I am. It says you are now near Eagle, Wisconsin. <laughs> it has um, their categories are attractions, uh, events, dining, overnight, and other stuff. So, like for some of the attractions, and it goes from A to Z, with zoos being Z, and uh, what is A? Oh, adventure know. sports, whatever that is. Rock climbing. Uh, maybe. Maybe let's look at what adventure sports say. It's Skydive Milwaukee, the Sky Knights. Do you remember that? I do. My brother did that a couple of years ago. Um, wall crawlers in Whitewater. That would be the rock climbing. Yeah. Um, wind dancer balloon promotions. Haven't heard that one. Whitewater hang gliding, gliding club. I know where that is. Whitewater Hoffman Field. Um, let's see if there's. Go on. It's all right. So you got you got a bunch of stuff. We've got you know adventure sports, biking, birding, casinos, and a bunch of. Uh, <laughs> and that surprises you how? It doesn't. Drive-in movie theaters. 
We there are actually a bunch of drive-in movie theaters. There's uh, two still near us. Well, near is... There's one in Jefferson. And one in Kenosha. So we have one within 30 minutes and one within an hour. Um, let's see. So Kenosha, Kenome Family Drive-In, Sky View Drive-In in Monroe, Big Sky Drive-In in the Dells, Starlight 14 in Richland Center, um... Skyway, there's one in Fish Creek, one in Eau Claire, one in... Uh, okay, so we got drive-in theaters. Drive-in theaters. It sounds like it's a very good app if you don't know the area at all. Yes. To give you a very good sampling of what's out there. Because some of this stuff, I didn't know that was out there. Yeah. Now they've got an events calendar that will give you the whole week from where you are. Like Old World Wisconsin Summer Dining... No, Dinner Theater Today... At Old World, Wisconsin, which is a, a mile away from us. Not even. Not even. So that's kind of the, some did of the it, stuff you'll find. Did we do, do a uh, Cheesehead Spotlight on Old World, Wisconsin? Oh, yeah. I know. We, we have. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's there's a category for accommodations and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So check it out at TravelWisconsin.com. La- this is the last day of the Wisconsin State Fair. Whatever. We didn't get a, get a chance to go this year because we had too many other things going on. July just burnt me out. Yeah. Um, so the kids asked about going. And, eh, well, you know, I don't think so. Since we went to Ohio and went to the ball games. Yeah. And went to, but they Money did, issues. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Expendable <laughs> cash is, yeah. Like most people. Yes. But the the thing I wanted to say was that the Wisconsin State Fair now is noted as the producing the largest cream puff in the world. Huh. They made a 43-pound cream puff. I didn't even get cream puffs at work this year. And I didn't get a cream puff either. It's a very sad Yeah, day. but you know what? I get cream puffs usually. From the Bell Ambulance Group. From Bell Ambulance. They deliver a box to each of the emergency rooms around the area. And you must have not been working that day. Um, or they were gone before I got there. Which I'm, I'm going to be gone before gone, I got yeah, there. Gone, yeah. Yeah, gone. You know, yeah. food, sweets, on a table. In, you you in, cannot pass up a Wisconsin Fair cream puff. No, they're pretty good. They're, they're awesome. And then the last thing we have would be, what, what's Julie reading? Yes. And um, Catherine Coulter's um, FBI series, her new book, Split Second, came out. And that was um, read quite quickly. And then the one I'm starting now is J.A. Jance's um, new installment in the J.P. Beaumont series. And the name of that one is uh, Betrayal of Trust. So I'll tell you how that one goes next time. The other thing I found when I was looking for the um, website stuff for each of these um, authors so that you can post it is that um, on J.A. Jance's website, there is a link to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. There is a book out there that is a mystery um, book compiled by 26 different authors. Um, when I looked at the site, there are some heavy-duty du- heavy big names on that list who um, contributed to this book. And all of the proceeds after you know the basic expenses of getting everybody paid go to Leukemia and Lymphoma. So if you are a mystery person and want to put your money towards something worthwhile, go out and check out the book. And we will put the link in the show notes. Why don't you give it to me? I gave it to you yesterday. You did? Yeah, I did. Well, we'll, we'll fix that. Okay. 
And uh, if you'd like, oh, by the way, this would be our section of voicemail, but we didn't have any because everybody's busy in the summertime. Yeah. And, and it might go back to not podcasting since May. Well, okay, fine. But if you'd like to call us. You can give us a call at 262-649-8550. You can get a hold of us at thebadgercast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Yes. Or, or maybe Google Plus if I get my butt up and figure yeah. out how to get get on to that. Yeah. Whichever way, you guys have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. To get home To tell you I was wrong But you already know Believe me You won't stop enough